And that is really where the magic starts to happen on LinkedIn, is with those building of those relationships. But don't expect it to happen overnight. LinkedIn is a marathon, not a sprint. So you build it up over a period of time. And when oh, I yeah. say time, I don't mean days and weeks. I'm talking about months and years. Yep. And it certainly, it really does take time and consistent effort Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Leaders Talk. As usual, I'm your host, Andrew Duffy, Chief Relationship Officer here at Leaders Press. And today, I am very excited to have with me from all the way in New Zealand, Lanair Johnson. Uh, Lanair Johnson is a self-described word wizard. She's an author, and she is one of the top 20 LinkedIn experts in the world. Lanair, welcome. <laughs> I'm really excited You're to have right. you here today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here all the way from New Zealand, Andrew. And thanks so much for having me. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we're going we're gonna to fall in love with your accent for 30 minutes here. So, Thank you for everybody. being so kind. <laughs> <laughs> well, so tell us a little bit about you. Uh, what, what makes you one of the top 20 LinkedIn experts in the world? Well, Andrew, I really have no idea, but I can tell you why I think I'm um, one of the LinkedIn experts in the world, um, and that is uh, because I love LinkedIn, and I love the possibilities mm. that it offers. I love the opportunities. I love the way that it helps people to become whatever it is they want in their professional lives. So you work with authors, and it's a great way mm -hmm. for authors to be able to get the message out there about their book, about their thought leadership, and how they can help. So I think that the thing that really makes me stand out from other people on LinkedIn, because there are a lot of other LinkedIn experts, here, um, I think the thing that makes me stand out is that I'm all about building relationships and the value of that, the importance of getting to know people, of understanding what it is that they want, and then talking to them about how you can help them. A lot of people do it the other way around. It's mm -hmm. all, hey, I'm so-and-so, and I'd love to help you with this. Well, Thanks, but I don't actually need that. I'd rather get, like to get to know you first and build trust with you and understand a little bit about you and your business. And so that's what LinkedIn can do for people. And that's why I love it, because it's so different from other forms of social media. And it's really focused on business. It's for people who want to do business with other people. And so it's really a professional, benign, generally, uh, place of work. <laughs> Uh, which also makes it a really um, a really good uh, place to spend time, um, I think, rather than some of the maybe less uh, enticing social media platforms. But it is social media. I would certainly agree with that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's something that a theme that I'm having, I'm, I'm hearing from others is that, you know, LinkedIn, you don't necessarily look at it as just a social media platform you need to look at it as your tool to move people off of the social media platforms towards your content. Would you agree with that assessment? Absolutely. And with LinkedIn, you can build trust with people. Uh, you There are a lot of people on LinkedIn who aren't active, who just sit in the shadows. We call those lurkers. Uh, yeah. But you'll <laughs> often find that uh, someone will get in touch with you and say, I've been following you on LinkedIn for ages and I really like your stuff. And you go to yourself, well, how come I've never heard of you if you've been following me for such a long time? Because you're not engaged, not connected. You've really not um, been active in terms of my own 
network. Um, but what happens is that when people are ready to buy, they will reach out to you. But in the meantime, you have to build that trust with people and mm. you have to show them that you are an expert in what you do. Uh, and I am, I'm fortunate and I've had a lot of lucky breaks when it comes to uh, LinkedIn and the recognition that I've received. But I don't think I'm unusual, Andrew. LinkedIn can do that for anybody. It's a matter of being on the platform, developing your um, own personal brand here, because there are so many ways to do that now on LinkedIn, uh, and then explaining to people what it is that you do and how you can help them. Um, I come from a giving and sharing background. So in the sense that I like to share e free ebooks and free information and posts and articles um, that help people with LinkedIn. And that's my particular uh, angle, if you like, on LinkedIn. Other people will have their own angles, but for people who are authors and want to be seen as thought leaders, the opportunities to tell people, inform people, educate people on LinkedIn are just enormous. And yeah. that's where it stands out, I think, from uh, other platforms because it is about business and about people wanting to learn from other people. I don't know about you, but when I go onto other social media platforms, I'm looking to be entertained. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for something that really kind of diverting. I like to know what my friends are up to and my family, perhaps not my family so much what they're up to, but um, certainly um, you want to know what's going on in your own circle. And it's the same, but different in LinkedIn because it's all based again around business and doing business with people. And, and as I say, it has so many different opportunities that you can really build on your LinkedIn presence and turn it almost into a mini website, if you like, yeah. because there are so many different opportunities here to be able to uh, to showcase your skills, your abilities, your talents, and your books. Yeah. So let's talk about a little bit about the trust building, because I keep hearing that sure. um, yeah, as, as we talk about just in, in general branding and authority building, trust building is such an important part. How do you approach starting to, let's say, using LinkedIn as a platform to do that without engaging in what you might, as I saw you're looking at your face, there's, there's some predatory stuff out there. How do you avoid being seen as predatory and enhance being seen as trying to actually build trust and do what LinkedIn is out there to actually do? Sure. I think it starts by how you approach people. So if you were to meet somebody in person, you wouldn't go up to them, shake their hands and say, hi, I'm Lanier, would you like to buy my widget? You just don't <laughs> do that, right? Um, you try to um, gain some common ground, you get to know someone first, you find out a little about them, you find out where they live, what they do, um, what they're interested, that kind of thing. Well, it's no different on LinkedIn. So your first approach is really important. So when you want to connect with someone for the first time, you don't go, you don't write a message that says, hi, I'm fantastic at what I do and I'd love you to buy some. You, you just ask to connect and say, uh, you give a good reason why you want to connect with that particular person that you might be that you have some people in common you might live locally to that person you might be in the same industry or have attended the same event you want to find some kind of hook to be able to approach someone with a genuine reason for connecting mm. with them and then they are much more likely when you have sent a personalized message underlined exclamation mark personalized message when you've sent your personalized message to them they are much more likely to accept 
from there, you can follow up. Hey, thanks so much for connecting. I see we know so-and-so and so-and-so in common. I see we know this or that. It's really great to be connected with you. Or a very simple, thanks for connecting. I really appreciate being part of your network. And then see what happens. Because it's building those relationships that's important. Now, our next step is to leave it. We don't push. Mm. We don't go, oh, now we're connected. We're going to absolutely send you lots and lots of information. We'll leave it till the following month and then go back and say, hey, we connected with you last month. Uh, we've got a webinar coming up you might be interested in, or we've got this free ebook you might be interested in. We give them something that is of value and then leave it up to them to decide whether or not they would like to um, uh, up to, um, come to the event or to you know download the ebook. Now we don't just do that. We also have a um, program of posting quality content. So mm. we will post several times a week, both from my profile and our company page, useful, helpful posts that people can um, get value from in terms of improving what they do on LinkedIn. So for example, for today, I'm going to be right, doing a short video about the brand new feature that arrived on LinkedIn yesterday, which I absolutely love and think everybody needs to know about. Um, and so something as simple as that can really build your authority and it helps build that trust. Because nowhere in my video am I saying, here's this fabulous new feature, but wait a moment, I'm also going to sell you a set of Ginzu steak knives. I'm just mm -hmm. saying, here's this great new feature, you're going to love it. Um, and I think that that's really important because then people reach out to you when they are ready to buy. People won't buy for, from you if they're not ready. But if you are there, top of mind, and are consistently in their newsfeed, when they are ready to buy what you have to offer, you'll be top of mind. So I think it's a twofold thing, and a short answer to your question, is how you start <laughs> the relationship and also being consistently on the platform in terms of publishing content and also commenting on other people's content. Never underestimate how important that is. That's that reaching out to people, building those relationships. Because people yeah. notice. If you comment on somebody's post on a regular basis, they're going to notice. How, how much is selling changing? And moving from, because I think a lot of people still have the idea that selling is up and at them. You know, it's, it's yeah. make sure, uh, I, I, I've, this is probably the third podcast I've mentioned this on, people are tired of hearing it. I, I watched a 1950s training video from Chevrolet <laughs> and it was very, you got to be up and at them. You got to go knock on their doors, find Chevy men everywhere in town. <laughs> that, that thought process is still really heavily ingrained in anybody that, that works in customer facing. But now what I'm hearing more and more uh, from you and others is that selling in, in our product is now becoming more about just creating a massive information space and content yes. for people to consume. Would you agree with that? Or maybe if I, you I would. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think what's changed is the internet. Uh, information is so easily accessible. And um, I'm sure you're the same, but when I'm buying a big ticket item, uh, I will do my research, first of all. I'll go online and I'll look at the various options available that fit the parameters of what I want to buy. Uh, I'll look at the reviews, such a proof, hugely important. Um, I'll see what um, the review sites have to say about it, and I will really check it out thoroughly before I even go to the store, whether yeah. that's an, um, a, a 
literal store or an online store. And that's what happens is people are doing their research first. So you need to be able, you need to have that research available. You need to be offering people that information so that when they are looking for your product or service, you come up, that they find you, that you're easily able to be found with your information. That isn't all rah, rah, rah by me. It's about this is what our, this product or service will do. This is how it will help you. And these are the results that you are going to get. And here are some other services that might be very similar. And this is what they do. And this is how it compares with ours. You're educating people so that instead of it's push, 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 like you were sharing mm-hmm. with man, um, people will come to you when they are, are ready to. Now, um, I think it's a completely different mindset, and it's all about people um, understanding what it is that you can offer and being ready to buy and you being right in the frame for when they um, when they are ready for that. I had somebody just come to me yesterday and say they wanted to work with me, Andrew, simply on the basis of the fact that I do not do that kind of push, push, push selling. <laughs> My yeah. selling is much, you'll come, you'll come to me. And this person thought that the values that I espouse, because I do that and I share a lot of um, useful, valuable information, is something that the person that she wanted to work with. That was building building trust. Now, I don't know anything about this lady. I've not seen her before. Um, We weren't even connected on LinkedIn, but still she knew about me. And that's the power of LinkedIn is the fact Mm. that people that you don't know are seeing your content and you are building trust with them, even though you might not happen to know that because they might be following you, but just simply not connected you and it's all the stuff that's going on in the background so yes sales has changed enormously yeah and and that's just it i mean linkedin and uh books that you have attached to it or or the media that you build around it can be used to your advantage in this now because now customers or potential joint venture partners have the ability to educate themselves in ways that they never had prior to this before they ever meet you so I would say that now it's more important than ever to maximize your either social media or just your visibility uh, imprint. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I really like about LinkedIn that people I don't think have yet uh, cottoned on to is the ability to hold events. Now, uh, you're talking right there about visibility, right? And here you and I are on a podcast episode together, and that is building visibility. Um, And this is your podcast. But what if I want to hold an event? Well, LinkedIn gives me two different opportunities to do that. I can do a LinkedIn Live, uh, or I can do a LinkedIn audio event, which is like having your own personal radio station. (laughs) Now, I come from a radio background, and so I love the idea of that. Uh, And so that allows you to reach a complete different audience altogether because I think what people get hung up on uh, about is that the only way that you can get across your material on LinkedIn is through the news feed. Well, that's not at all true. And events mm-hmm. are a really significant example of that because you can hold an event, invite as many people as you like, and they'll all show up, see you, um, and talking to them about your subject matter and where you're an, what you're an expert in. And then again, go away and think, well, this is somebody that I can trust. They didn't try to sell me. Um, what they did was give me uh, half an hour of really useful content. And that's the kind of thing that, again, helps people to decide 
whether or not they want to do business with you. Because you and I both know that uh, the first bite is with the eye, right? And yep. So it's important for everybody to have video content to um, come across as someone who's warm and friendly and, and, and somebody who would be great to do business with someone who's trustworthy, reliable, responsible and professional. And you can do that through those kinds of events. And I think that, that that's my tip for, well, my pre prediction, if you like, <laughs> uh, that LinkedIn events are going to become absolutely major on the platform. And so those who get in early and uh, start to use those um, that, that kind of um, feature, if you like, um, will be the ones that really benefit um, from it. And I think it's the same with podcasts. People who've had podcasts for quite a long time have built up um, big audiences. That doesn't mean to say there's not room for new podcasts. There always is. But <laughs> I think that uh, it's really important that people see the opportunities and work through for themselves what that might work, how that might work. Because if you're a writer, then writing articles on LinkedIn LinkedIn is great. But if you're not a writer uh, and say you might be dyslexic, an awful lot of people are, um, what else can you do? How else do you get um, seen on the platform? Well, you front up in a video. <laughs> so, and I can tell our audience right now, and they probably know this because I've mentioned it uh, before, but all of these steps that you're talking about, these practical steps, are th steps that Leaders Press just kind of accidented into <laughs> and learned on <laughs> our own, uh, just, just kind of in a fumbling way when we absolutely had to in 2020. Um, but they, they do actually work. I mean, we owe, I would say, an enormously large amount of our growth and uh, in our outreach through LinkedIn. I mean, part of why you and I are having conversation yes. uh, is, is built up through LinkedIn. So, you know, these are actually practical steps that work, but it, it can be intimidating for us. Some of us only had maybe 40, 50 followers when we started out. Um, you know, what we didn't have a big presence and we looked and it's like, how are we going to get the thousands that we need? So you know, what do you say to someone that looks at that and says, you know, I was really behind on the LinkedIn game and I don't know if I can ever catch up now. Well, you can catch up. And uh, you know, they say, Andrew, that the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. And the <laughs> <Yeah>. second best <laughs> time is today, right? So you have to start from somewhere. And not only that, everybody started with zero connections and zero followers. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a matter of uh, building it up slowly and carefully. Uh, all you do on LinkedIn, everything you do on LinkedIn is predicated on your profile. So it's really important that you construct a profile that is compelling, it's visually attractive, it has lots of really good information, and tells an excellent story about you, who you are, and your business. Now, that takes time in itself. But once you've done that, then you want to start inviting people to connect with you. Now, you have to be, in my view, a little careful about this because it's not a numbers game. And a lot of people get caught on that. They think the really important thing is to have a huge number of followers. But it's not. The most important thing is to have a smaller number of really good connections who know who you are, who mm -hmm. will take your telephone call, should you use a telephone these days, or you will do <laughs> um, who will, um, who know who you are and what you do. And who will advocate for you, who are your fans, basically. And you will get a lot more business that way than if you have 10,000 followers of people who are really only there because they want to sell you something. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I certainly will concede that having a big network allows your content to be seen by more people. But time and time again, what happens for me is that the people who approach me to do uh, work with them are people that I either know personally or who have been referred to me by people I do know mm. or have worked for. And that's where it comes back to the relationships again. So I think that it's super important for people to understand that this again is a bit like real life. Well, it is real life, isn't it? Um, but it just happens to be online. So what we need to be doing is to think about the people we want to have in our networks. And yes, we all want to have people who are important, but I can tell you that um, our now former Prime Minister um, is a connection um, of mine, but we've never had an individual mm-hmm. conversation because, of course, she has something like 300,000 followers. So <laughs> yeah. you'll never get, you might um, connect to people like that. And it's great to have the odd person like that, say Richard Branson, in your network, although he would never, I wouldn't imagine, connect. But it, what's really important is people who know you personally um, and have worked with you and will write you good recommendations, will endorse you for your skills on LinkedIn because I've already mentioned how important social proof is and those are the people who will make the biggest difference for you but I would imagine well I don't imagine I know that building up a network from a low base takes time and Mm. we did that recently for a client who had started with us when he had 164 connections Uh, and we've now built that up to over 500 and he's in an industry that people don't want to connect to because they're afraid of being spammed So it's how you approach people that makes the difference and approaching the right people in the right way and with the right mindset. If you go in like your Chevrolet man, then people are going to be repelled and will just say, no, I don't want to know. But if you go in with the right mindset and genuinely with a view to wanting to help people, then people will say yes and they will somehow intuit that And that is really where the magic starts to happen on LinkedIn is with those building of those relationships. But don't expect it to happen overnight. LinkedIn is a marathon, not a sprint. So you build it up over a period of time. And when I say time, I don't mean days. Andrew, I'm talking about months and years, yep. and it certainly it really does take time and consistent effort, consistently inviting people, consistently in, um, becoming involved in their content and being active on the platform. It just takes time. Mm. <clears throat> well, I will tell you our our secret for our audience. Uh, the the hack that we use to, to grow my LinkedIn from five followers and now close to 10,000, we went out and got help. <laughs> we went out and we looked for somebody like uh, Lanier Johnson. So if somebody is thinking that right now, it's like, well, you know, heck, but I really need somebody like you to come in and work with me. So why not actually pick up the phone and get in touch with you, that non-existent phone that we all have? How can they do that? How can people find you and how can they connect with you? Well, I'm very easy to find because I've got such an unusual name, Andrew. Um, so anybody who Googles me, um, provided they spell my name correctly, um, they will find me uh, on, and the same on LinkedIn. So uh, LinkedIn is definitely the best place to find me. That's where my biggest uh, online footprint is. But any kind of um, access 
putting in um, my name or even Word Wizard, uh, Word Wizard New Zealand, into Google will find me uh, as well. I do have a website at wordwizard.co.nz, but I think the best place for people to find me is definitely um, under my name because, as I say, one of the advantages of having an unusual name um, is that uh, no one else is Yeah, I, 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 would, I, would, uh, I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, with your surname, absolutely. Very there, there are only two of us. There are only two of us in America, and, the, uh, and the, young, the young basketball star that is not me gets really frustrated at Google searching himself and seeing me all over the place. <laughs> oh, well, I think it's a really good thing. I think it's a great advantage for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about the football, but he's got other advantages going with him, probably. <laughs> All right. Well, Lenaria, it was wonderful having you here today. Uh, we look forward to working with you in the future, and I hope that you have the absolute best going forward. Well, thank you so very much indeed, Andrew. It's been an absolute pleasure. And Kia ora from New Zealand. <laughs> wonderful.